Hey guys, it's Brooks Kepka. Uh, I just wanted to welcome you guys to the Golf Monthly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. I'm Tom Clark and I'm joined as ever by Elliot Heath. How are you doing, Elliot? Hello, Tom. Very good, thanks. You all right? Yeah. Long weekend in Cornwall, was it? I did. I was away this weekend with the family at a wedding, lovely wedding up in North Cornwall. It was absolutely glorious. Yeah, it looked it. Um, any news from, from your world? Elliot, uh, I already know that there is, but go on. Yes, uh, very nice of you to ask me on the podcast. I actually won my first golf competition since well, since I joined my new golf club three years ago at the weekend. I was, well, I'm off five, to let the listeners know. I was one under par after 16 holes. And, and, you, f- and you finished? Bogey, bogey. Uh, the last was quite bad, actually. Um, but yeah, I got 40 points, cut down to a new career low of 4.8. So, yeah. Congratulations. Thank so, you. Good to know that even though you did win a tournament, you also still managed to show your mental weakness by um, failing to, to finish in a, in, in a blaze of glory. In my defence, I was actually playing quite badly. For you just to get up and down for everywhere? Yeah, I was struggling with a slice off the tee and that cost me in the last a, two A holes. slice, with the distance that you hit it, means that you must be hitting some long lines into the greens. Yeah, hit lots of... Uh, Lots of beautiful five irons and whatnot. It's Good. playing long in the winter. Good, no, Can't no, wait for the summer, as I'm sure people listening to this podcast. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy for you, Elliot. That's good that you, you've managed to win something. Because, um, you know, you're, you're a decent golfer. But Thanks, Tom. You could do better, I think. And hopefully this might, this might you know, elevate your game to another level. And yeah. this win could really take you on to, to one day not choke as much. <laughs> But yeah, as I just said there, like I can't wait for the summer to start hitting irons off the tee, hit more three woods, hit more wedges into greens, because our course is playing long at the moment, as most courses That's are. That's tricky for you, isn't it? And yeah. it's, it's tough to keep hitting long irons into greens. Indeed. So, um, no, well, well done to you. And Thank you. I think that's nice. It's not, the, the weather has seemed to have been brightening up oh, a bit. Oh, it's gorgeous last year. And, uh, Sorry, last, last week. Yeah, last week. And... Uh, <laughs> And there's a lot of things to really look forward to. Golf seems to be in a decent-ish place. And we're going to be chatting about this that this weekend. We're going to be looking uh, back at what happened last weekend, where JB Holmes won, even though he was heavily criticised for taking an awfully long time to play yeah, the shot. Yeah, I didn't see the end of that. I fell asleep after nine holes. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. And uh, also, I had my, my first betting tip success of the year properly, with Ryan Fox winning his first European title in Australia, which means that for the three runnings of those events, of oh, that yeah, event of even, I forgot about that. Uh, I've picked the winner on every single occasion. So that's quite impressive with that final day. Because it, it's a bit of a lucky dip, isn't it? I don't think. I think the the best players suddenly come out on top. I think, but. Um, so yeah, we'll be chatting about Ryan Fox's win, and actually we'll be listening to a bit of audio from Ryan's uh, uh, winning press conference. Uh, then we'll also be uh, previewing the WGC Mexico Championship, and we've also got a quiz. And in there as well, we're also going to hear from Roy McIlroy, who's having a pretty decent year at the moment, and his mental game tip. So lots to be getting on with. 
And the quiz as well, you won last I, I week. Did, I did just mention the quiz, if you were listening. All right, but, I let uh, that bit out. But yes, if you want to mention again my amazing victory in the quiz last week where I got 10 out of 10, then... Okay, I won't edit that out, actually. My dad, who <laughs> listens to the podcast, uh, was incredibly impressed with your golf knowledge. Well, there you go. I, your dad, I like your dad. Your dad's a nice guy. I think I like your dad a lot more than I like you, actually, Elliot. But he's, he's a really... He's a really, he's a really well, we're, uh, absolutely not. And uh, but you, <laughs> unlike you, you're very much a half, a glass half full kind of person. No, actually, no, you're not. You're a glass half empty kind of person. That's what oh. I'm trying to say. So you're quite negative, whereas your dad is very much very positive. You person. haven't played golf with him. That's true. <laughs> Trust me. I have met him, Sandy. Yeah, he's a he's a nice, um, nice chap. Carry on talking about my dad. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, we, we could, should we should we crack on with the golf? Should we crack on with the golf? Um, oh, is this a story? It's a small story, but yeah, he uh, went up to 16 at the weekend, missed his buffer zone, and that is his highest handicap in about eight years or something. So, so is he quite down about that? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, enough about talking about Elliot's dad, but let's talk about the Genesis Open. Uh, JB Holmes won his fifth PJ Tour title. He beat Justin Thomas by one on a tough long day at Riviera, where they had to play a lot of holes because of weather delays, and the wind was gusting throughout. Thomas shot four over... Adam Scott, who was also in the final group, shot five over, whilst JB Holmes shot one under, so fair play to him. However, JB Holmes was criticised for slow play again. He's had issues with this in the past. Let's chat about it. Elliot, what do you think about his, his, the amount of time that Holmes takes over all of his shots? Yeah, it's, it's very long, isn't it? He's well over the recommended 40 seconds that is penalised if you're on the clock and he's responded this week saying that he was never on the clock yeah he's won his fifth PGA Tour title but a bit like Kucha when he won in Mexico everyone's coming down on him I do feel a little bit bad for him because as he says in the quotes that we might read out that it was 25 mile an hour gusty winds we're not PGA Tour pros so we don't actually really know what it's like to play in those conditions but I know that as a fan watching that on Sunday night I was Bored. I fell asleep at 11 o'clock because I, I didn't see an end. And that's not really the great product for the PGA Tour to no, sell. No, it isn't. But I, th- I think I think the conditions in in this case mean that actually taking a little bit more time actually helped Holmes to shoot one under. Whereas Justin Thomas, who I was sure was going to win, actually maybe rushed a little bit. Maybe he needed to take a little bit more time in this case. Uh, I know he had some... They all have some issues with some of the putts because the putts are actually started getting blown about with the wind and stuff like that. Um, and I think they could have, you know, Thomas and Scott could have taken a little bit of time. Maybe actually they would have had a, a better chance of winning. However, Holmes has previous in this. There was a time when he was playing at. Can we? Can that I remember? Was last year's Farmers Insurance. Farmers Open. Insurance Open, where he was playing the 18th yeah. with Alex Noren. Alex Noren and Alex Noren was had a chance to win the tournament. Yeah. And JB Holmes no longer had a chance to win the tournament because he was uh, out of the running. And he took a, an incredible amount of time about whether to take on this shot, which uh, for people who know the 18th uh, of that course um, is played over water. And he took he took about five minutes to play the shot and kind of iced Alex Noren a little bit, who yeah. then... Uh, and in the end, he laid up. It's a yeah. par five, isn't it? Yeah. He didn't so even go for the green. It, it, so he got a lot of criticism for that. Um and so when people see him doing similar things this week, people are going to be very quick to jump on, on his back about it, aren't they? What are the PJ Tour going to do about slow play? We talk about it every week. Well, I wrote an article last 
yesterday evening, as you saw, on five ways to speed up play on tour. Any, so come on, give me, give me what do you think of, of those things was would be the best thing that um, they almost straight away? Well, the most obvious thing would be maximum round times. If, well, set that at four and a half hours. If players are not on the 10th tee, two hours and 15 minutes after they teed off, tell them to hurry up, basically. But then aren't there going to be circumstances where that then doesn't happen? They could increase that, yeah, like when the wind is really gusty, but on a regular round... You should not be taking more than four and a half hours. And would that be that? Ball. Are you talking about for two balls here or three balls? What are we talking about? That's a good question. Maybe even reduce that for two balls. Four hours. Four hours. Do you think that that they'd be able to play a? Because if you're playing in a two ball, yeah. Say, Elliot, you've managed to make the PJ Tour somehow, yeah. And suddenly you're playing on the Saturday and you're playing with Tiger Woods. Yeah. And the group in front of you are Phil Mickelson and Roy McIlroy. Firstly, that would never happen and you bottle it, but the amount of the amount of people who would be watching those groups would mean that they'd have to slow down because you can't walk around the course when you've got thousands and thousands of people following you. Would those guys then be penalised? Why would they have to play slowly? Because it's you know, the crowd the noise. Crap. The amount of crowd following them around, actually trying to get from T to T, um, trying to make sure that everyone's settled down, stuff like that, it does take time. And Tiger's had to deal with it for, for years and years and years. And people have said that actually, it, sometimes it takes forever because there's actually just so many people, there's so many people following with them, there's media, TV, etc. And obviously people are following them because they want to be entertained by them as well, so they don't want anyone to miss anything. Do you think there would be some leeway there? No, I don't. I don't really get your point. I think the players play at their pace. So you start, so you think that actually they just got to get on with it, and yeah. if they're a minute over, a second over. Uh, I think I wrote yesterday four hours thirty five minutes. They're allowed five minutes extra. But uh, another few things, if you don't mind. Gone. Um, buggy rides on long par fives or big carries. Why don't they just get a volunteer to just? Do a little shuttle service, buggy them 300 yards to the fairway, or Uber, <laughs> Uber, yeah, or um, or long walks from greens to tees. You get that a lot in America. Buggy, just get them there straight away. People might be like, "Oh, well, it's not physically demanding enough for the players, but do we really care?" Whilst we're all watching on the sofa, um, take away green books, which might sink the green books company, mm-hmm. which. They might have legal. It's green. I, I don't know if green reading is is the issue here. What about? I, th- I don't know if you put it in because I haven't read it because I was on holiday. Did you say anything about lasers? Yes, that's actually another point. I think that would be the one that would um, quicken play up the most. Yeah, I've heard a caddy. I don't know who it was. I can't remember. Say that they're still going to be pacing out yardages to the front, back to carry the bunker or whatever, but. Well, if, they had laser, hole, it would help. if they would, ha- if they had lasers, yeah, the laser wouldn't tell them the exact number to carry the slope or whatever. Okay, I'm with you. okay, I understand that. Um, and also, I think they need to refine the current system of putting players on the clock and then penalising them. It works in practice, but clearly, it's not actually working. Yeah, it's, it's 
it is quite clearly not working. Um, and there, uh, there is only one way to actually ever stop slow play, and that's to start putting shot penalties in. That that will be the only way yeah. that they'll they'll wake up about it because suddenly it will affect their uh, chances of winning tournaments, and that's all that the pros really care about, isn't it? Yeah. Interesting article there, Elliot. Oh, Interesting article. Sounds it. I haven't, as I said, I haven't read it, but. <laughs> If, if you do want to check out Elliot's article, do go to the Golf Monthly website. And, of course, do also always uh, check out Golf Monthly social media. Uh, Golf Monthly magazine on Facebook, at Golf Monthly on Twitter, and at Golf Monthly on Instagram. Yes. Uh, I'll just read out J.B. Holmes's quotes. He responded to the criticism. He said, Well, you play in 25-mile-an-hour gusty winds and see how fast you play when you're playing for the kind of money and points and everything that we're playing for. You can't just get up there and whack it when it's blowing that hard. Then and I think I think that I think actually that that actually says exactly what we're trying to say. Yeah, he's saying you know if there's actually huge amounts of money, there's huge amounts of FedEx Cup points, which can lead to huge amounts of money and to keeping your card at the end of the day. So, um, and there's also other things to, you know, there's Ryder Cup points further down the line and stuff like that. So. Uh, I think he has a fair point. He does still need to quicken up, and not just him. There's lots of other players out there as well. But again, he's had brain surgery in 2011. He's suffered with ankle and elbow injuries, I believe. He hasn't won on the PJ Tour. Well, he has now, but before that, I think it was four years. So good on him. He made a hole-in-one this week as well, and he... He showed a bit of personality there. Yeah. So, congrats. It's a great round as well in those conditions. Yeah. And actually, maybe that's the more positive side of the story that we should be chatting about more yeah. than his, his slow play, which is obviously very uh, in vogue at the moment. Uh, there's other things that were mentioned, uh, things that happened at the Genesis. Spieth, who I tipped, and was well-placed, seventh going to final round, then shot 81. He was 10 over through 10 holes, I think, at one point. Uh, before he piled his way in, yeah, he doesn't look he's, right in the head. No, he's he, he, he's playing really quite good golf first two rounds of every tournament, and then the weekend comes around and he and he seems to have some some mental game issues, doesn't he? So um, we'll take keep a close look at him. I still think he might have a good year this year. Uh, I forgot to add the stats in. So this year on the PJ Tour 2019 season, he his first two day average is 67. His final two-day score average is... 73. 73, yeah, yeah, six yeah. higher. So, I mean, that, that, there's obviously something going on there uh, because he does seem to be playing pretty decent golf. Um, Tiger, you were very excited oh. about Tiger's performance, weren't you? Finished yes. 15th in the end. Um, father got blown away a little bit at, at the, uh, on the He looked very Sunday tired. Evening. Yeah, I don't blame him. I would, I would have been tired. Um, but he, he played pretty decent, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, if anyone was watching between the hours of midnight and 2am on early Sunday morning you would have been in for a treat just like me um, I was going to go to bed because there was a, quite a long delay waiting for him to tee off and then he came out birdied the 10th eagle the next which was phenomenal which then made me pour myself another gin and tonic <laughs> I was texting my mate and we both stayed up and watched the whole thing till 2am and since his comeback in terms of Tiger memories that was Definitely right up there. That's incredible. One of that little run. And now, and I was looking at the odds for the US Masters, which Tiger's always going to be quite short odds now. But there's about eight players who are now covered by one or two points. Yeah. So I think the favourite, so favourites going into last weekend were Rory and Spieth, both eleven to one. 
Now they've, I think they've moved out to twelve to one, and Tigers thirteen to one, with, really? along with Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson and, and the likes. So um, Tiger is playing pretty well and com- more than competing. He really is. He's pushing the top of the leaderboards. He'd be disappointed not to win at Riviera because he wants to win at R- Riviera. Yeah, because he never has. But um, again, it's a reminder for me though, and probably a lot of people listening, that when Tiger Woods is playing his best, there's not. a golfer on the planet that you prefer to watch well you probably I think a lot of people would agree with that someone else who had another good week who's coming slightly under the radar is Rory McIlroy so he's uh, begun this year by finishing 5th 4th 5th and actually we've spoken to him reasonably recently about the mental game tips that he has that make sure that he performs at his best when it comes to those Sundays yeah I would say the, the closest I've felt to that where I've not felt invincible but felt like nothing can get to me nothing can you know I'm on a mission here and I'm you know this is the goal and this is and I'm not going to stop until I get to that goal Um, closest that I've been mentally to that was probably the back nine at Valhalla in 2014 when I won the PGA Um, I got into a zone where I just every shot every flag that I looked at every shot that I hit every putt that I hit I I just kept hitting great shot after great shot and I guess I never, there was no doubt in my mind that I was, you know, that I was going to hit a bad shot, you know, I just, I saw the pin, I selected the club I was going to hit and I I knew the swing that I needed to put on it and um, it's hard to, I feel like I've been in the zone a few times. but that was one time where I need, really needed to be in it. Sometimes, you know, it happens in the first round of a tournament and you shoot a great score, but, you know, there's still three rounds left yeah. where this was nine holes to go in one of the biggest tournaments of the world. Yeah. So, um, obviously, you try to stay in it as long as you can, but you learn, I think, how important the mental side of the game is right. and, and, and what having the proper mindset can do for you. I think that's, I mean... You know, I'd say if people went out there with the right mindset and thought about the right things and had confidence in themselves and, and didn't have doubt about what shot they were going to hit or, oh, I don't want to hit it left in these trees, I don't want to hit it right in the water, and they blocked all that out, I mean, it's amazing the difference that can make. I mean, it, it is, it's, of course, I know it is, it is, it is hard because everyone has, I have doubts, everyone, you know, the best players in the world still doubt themselves when they're over a golf shot, but... Um, if you can freewheel and just let it go as much as you can, that's when that's when the results will will start to show. So some interesting insight there from Rory. That so Elliot, as was already mentioned, you finished quite poorly your uh, round of golf at the weekend, even though you still won. Anything that Rory said there that you could take on board? I've been taking that on board for a long time now. I've read Bob Rotella's book a couple of years ago. Golf is not a game of perfect and. Golf is just all about the mental game. Obviously, you've got to be able to hit a ball straight or relatively half decent, but you need to be able to forget the shots prior and you need to be able to focus on the ones coming up. You need to be positive, you need to be confident, you need to back yourself. Um, so, yeah, it would be, be nice to see Rory in that frame of mind. And, and also, I think it's, it's also forgetting about the potential what-ifs. The negative and the positive side. Yeah. Once, oh, it'd be amazing if I did win, or maybe, or once if I snap this one left, or something like that. Just try and stay in the moment is the thing that I think the goal. The best golfers when they're they're just in the moment, as they as they kind of say, they're the ones that do the best, aren't they? 
Going on, and sticking with the PJ Tour, again, we're going to chat about Matt Kuchar, who has had an interest, another interesting week. He hasn't, has not been able to put the issue with how much he paid his caddy uh, when he won in Mexico uh, a few weeks ago uh, to bed and tried to make a statement in an interview which seemed to make things worse and has then provided another statement which is hopefully going is now going to put the, the, the whole issue to bed. Where um, so he, he he said that he agreed to pay uh, his caddy four thousand dollars. This is five thousand. Was it four thousand dollars? And then he gave him a thousand dollar bonus. Is that yeah, that's right? correct. Yeah. Um, he won over one point one million. One point three million. One point three million. Like he's it's a lot of money, isn't it? When he won the event, and usually we we feel that the caddies usually get ten percent. So. Um, to only pay the caddy £5,000 is where the issues come out. The caddies then said, oh, he then got offered 20 grand more, something like that, which he said he didn't want to take because he didn't think it was it would help the matter and it's still nowhere near what he sh- perhaps should have been paid. Uh, Cooch has then come out and said, actually, you know, we agreed this and this and he got paid, and but he still wanted to try and give him a ring and stuff like that, which didn't really help. And then eventually... Cooch has released a statement and has said that he is going to pay him in full, whatever that means. The full total that he's requested, yeah, I believe that full total is fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, which is which he's still done not, in the first. Which place. is still not ten percent. No, and he, you know, is a drop in the ocean to someone. Of he's also age. donated to the Mayakoba Golf Classic charities as well, uh, so it just shows you the guilt that he has and sorry Kucha fans if there are any of you left uh, this is just all about his public image for me and I think his public image is not ruined but stained forever I, I won't ever forget stained this stained forever I'd okay. say so yeah um, so the, a little quote here from Kucha the, the end of the end of the statement was for my fans as well as fans of the games I want to apologise to you for not representing the values instilled in this incredible sport golf is a game where we call penalties on ourselves I should have done that long ago and not let this situation escalate now I am you've you've said that Cooch's reputation is gone forever I actually am going to stick up for Matt Cooch here because I've been a fan of him for quite a few years and I do feel he has rather been thrown to the wolves a little bit here um but there's a there's a, a headline on the bbc website saying that he's his caddy will be paying paid in full he'd already paid his caddy in full uh they'd agreed for to four grand before the week uh he actually gave him a grand more than that so to say that he hadn't paid him before is a, is, a, is not factually correct um yeah, now, he, he has got himself tied in a few knots here, trying to sort the situation out, and I don't know if his management company also had a few issues with that as well. But if the thing's been sorted now, if the guy's been paid 50 grand and he's donated to a charity, then actually, it's been sorted out. What's the issue? There's no issue now, but it's more a stain on his character. Fair enough, he paid him the amount that they agreed at the start of the week, but I'd like to think that most people who had won forty-seven million in their career would probably have the character to just say, "Here you go, mate. Here's another fifty grand." Thanks. I, I, it's been a great I, I week. do wonder about that because fifty grand is still fifty grand, whether you've won fifty million or not, and all that gets taxed. So, 
Uh, I, I, do, I do wonder how many people just throw 50 grand at the problem. But What problem? Well, the, the, the problem of, of someone giving you negative press. I do, I do wonder. But he didn't have any negative press before, that's what I mean. Why didn't he pay 50 grand there and then? Perhaps he got poorly advised, I don't know. We won't, we won't ever know the whole situation, will we? But I think Kuchar, you know, he's playing good golf. He's someone who play, wanders around the golf course with a, with a smile on his face and plays it in quite good spirit. Um, I don't think we should let one ill-advised situation... Um, take away the rest of the good of that you've done for the game. I think most of the Golf Month, the audience will disagree with you there. That's fine. But respect your opinion. Well, I'm not sure that they will do that. But, um, but yeah, um, pretty much every comment we've, we get is negative now. Like I said, his reputation is gone. And also, does it matter about his reputation? He's a golfer. He, he plays golf. He hits the ball around a course trying to get it into a hole. Does it matter about his reputation so much? To because fans, a, yeah. I mean, we've already spoken quite positively about a certain Mr Tiger Woods, who's everyone said that his reputation was shot, and that seems to have been forgotten. And he, people, some people have said that he did a lot, he's done a lot worse than Matt Kuchar, <laughs> not paying his caddy yeah, full point. amount. But he was ill, wasn't he? He was on medication. Not that I'm trying to stick up for Tiger Woods. Well, of course not. Why would you ever do that? Yeah. And it hasn't been forgotten. I, th- I, I think he ha- it doesn't really get mentioned anymore, does it? Yeah, well, we're talking about it now. So Indeed. Well, I, that's because I brought it up. Cooch's uh, lack of payment, you know. Yeah, it won't be forgotten. Not for me, anyway. I, I think that was very, very poor. Of I've forgotten about it already, I'll be honest with you. I've thought about <laughs> it already. I'm going to be cheering on Matt Cooch now for the rest of the season and hope that he keeps on winning and keeps on, <laughs> keeps on paying, paying caddies lots of money. So... Anyway, should we move on? Yes. Indeed. So, World Super 6 in Perth. Ryan Fox won his first European Tour title. He beat Adrian Oteyu 3-2 and two in the final. Uh, it was a split-stroke play match play event. So, uh, the first 24 players um, in the stroke play event come Saturday after three rounds, qualified for the match play event on the Sunday, where they play six whole match play matches. Uh and Ryan Fox took the title, and as mentioned earlier, as tipped by my good self. Yeah, congratulations uh, indeed. on that. Um, now, what do we think of the format? I, I quite like it because I can't be able to pick the winner. I must say, I didn't watch it live, but I watched extended highlights, and I think the format is very entertaining. Just one little small peeve that um, Ryan Fox says in his press conference that we got coming up is just how tiring that final day is. I said last week, I think, that I'm not sure it needs three days of stroke play before. And yet Adrian Otegi looked absolutely knackered in that final and he got he, he got smashed. He was three down after three holes. Yeah. Uh, Fox, in his com- press conference coming up, says how he was pretty much walking from the 18th tee straight to the first green. He wasn't having a break. Um, so I think they could make a little bit more of the match play, maybe make it two days and two days stroke play. But, uh, yeah, it's a great event. You, really good well, to watch. You, you've mentioned uh, Fox's press conference a couple of times now, so let's actually listen to, to the winner's uh, press conference and he, he talks about the victory and he's also his upcoming wedding as well. Well, congratulations, Ryan Fox, our 2019 ISPS Handel World Super 6 Perth champion. Tell us how you're feeling. Um, quite happy to be out of the chaos at the moment. Um, it uh, still hasn't quite sunk in and... Um, yeah, obviously very happy and I'm sure over the next couple of days I'll 
get to reflect a little bit more on it. But um, you know, I've been close a couple of times now, and it's nice to, to get over the line finally. First European Tour win, and it's here in Perth. It's Perth's also the site of your first ever professional win. Should we make you an honorary West Aussie like Michael Long? Uh, I still would call New Zealand home, but I think there's, I think you've got enough Kiwis over here as it is, <laughs> from what I understand. Um, look, this Perth WA have been really good to me. Um, always played pretty well here. Had a couple of decent results here before this week, and um, you know, always enjoyed coming. I think Perth feels a little bit like Auckland for some reason, and. Um, you know, got a few friends here who were out yesterday to support as well. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's funny. You get a good feel about a place and it makes it easy to play well. I've certainly got that around here. And you're getting married in three weeks. So the winner's check has, uh, I'm sure, boosted the, the budget for the wedding there. Well, I think it's probably already been spent, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, it's um, been 10 years in the making getting married. And, um, you know, it's actually killed one of my speech jokes. I was uh, I was looking at saying I was, I was going to run my, my speech as a golf speech and say I, wasn't, I haven't done one for a while and um, that my mates would give me a bit of stick about that but I, they can't give me that anymore which is quite nice and um, you know, looking forward to that. Yeah, it's Hopefully we get a decent day, day weather-wise and um, yeah, it's, I got, got some practice kissing a trophy as well which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Questions from the floor, Bridget? Oh, Ryan, I don't think you actually lost the hole today. Is that, is that how your, your memory goes as well? Yep, I think so. Yeah, didn't lose a hole. I didn't make a bogey on in regulation. I think I made a bogey in, in the playoff hole and then got very lucky that Jazz missed a, a short putt. And, um, you know, I, I said it to Aussie a couple of times, you need some luck to win in this game. And um, I, had a, I had a fair bit of it today and um, nice to ride it and, and be sitting here talking to you guys. How much confidence would that give you going into that final, knowing that you just haven't been beaten all day in a sense? Yeah, there was some confidence there. I mean, it's Adrian's got a pretty damn good record in, in match play as well. I think that's the only game he's lost as a professional in match play, from what I understand. So he was always going to be pretty tough. I, I quite enjoyed getting to sit down after the semi final and kind of take stock of things and, and try to relax a little bit. You know, the between the the quarters and the semis and, and the first round I played, I literally walked from basically the 18th green to the tee um, and it was a bit manic, so it was nice to just take stock and, and you know, I, I think when I got to that 10th tee, or the, the first Super 6 hole, I, I felt a lot calmer than I did in the earlier matches and um, you know, I played my best golf and the match played comfortably in that final. We talked the other day about you changing your mindset because of what's happened to you Oh, I missed out, missed out in the playoff and then missed out by a shot last year. So it was nice to make it comfortably into the match play and I guess anything can happen from there. And obviously it did. You mentioned straight to the tee. Did that also maybe work in your favour? You didn't get a chance to think about some of the not-so-great golf you played before? Yeah, I never felt like it was that far away. I, I, for me, if I, if I drive the ball okay... I feel pretty comfortable about things, and generally off the tee, I, I was pretty straight this week. So it was nice. It's it is nice to keep rolling, but I think, you know, I, I basically felt like I was a little bit rushed getting to that tenth tee, and and probably got lucky that the guys didn't take advantage of maybe a couple of scruffy shots early. And um, you know, when I had 
a chance to sit down and, and take stock. It was yeah, just nice to go to that first tee, a bit more relaxed, a bit more how you, you normally go into a tournament round of golf. And um, I certainly felt a bit more in control of things out, out in that final than I did you know, in the quarter in the semi. Did the experience of losing the playoff in Ireland help you today? Um, not really, but thankfully I didn't have anyone hold any forty footers on me, which was, um, yeah. I, look, I, I, I knew. I always think it's almost easier trying to win a golf tournament than it is trying to make a cut. Even um, you know, if, if you're up near the top, you're generally in pretty decent control of your game, and I felt like it was pretty close all week. And um, you know, in Ireland, I did everything right. Um, just had someone do something incredible on me, and I, I you know, I, I knew if I was in that situation again, I'd feel as comfortable as I, I, I could, and um, you know, I definitely felt comfortable out there most of the day. Um, as I said, maybe a little bit rushed through the middle, middle there, but got away with it. But, um, you know, it was, I guess the format's quite nice in the way that, um, especially on, you know, the conditions got tough. You know, you're only trying to beat one guy. You're not trying to beat. A bunch of guys that have been out early and shot low scores, or not trying to beat beat a tough golf course. You're just trying to beat your opponent, and I quite like that idea about the the tournament. And when Jazz missed that one, were you? You thought you were gone, huh? You had to shake his hand. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was well gone. I actually didn't feel like I had that bad a shot. Now I just, you know, the breeze swirls a little bit around here, and maybe it just picked a little down, and I had it exactly where I wanted to, just three or four yards too long, and obviously landed on that downslope. I had a terrible chip and a terrible putt and thought, I'm done here. And um, yeah, look, I never wish your opponent anything bad, but um, you know, I, as I said, you need some luck, and I managed to be on the receiving end of some there. And finally, the, in that match play format, you play fastest probably player in the field. Do you think that helps you when you're playing guys like Paul, who's deliberate in how he goes about it, but I think so. I mean that. I always thought I might have had an advantage in the the two playing with Paul and Adrian, as I you know I, I make my decisions pretty quick, um, and just you know get on with things. And you know you match plays. There's a little bit of psychology going on there, and um, maybe not so much with with Paul. He's one of my good mates. So I'd never try to you know do anything untoward there, but. Um, you know, I think if you push guys a little bit, they can get out of their comfort zone, and um, you know, look like Adrian might have got that way in the final. And um, you know, Paul just lost his rhythm with his putter. You know, it's normally an absolute weapon for him, and he, he missed a couple. And I, again, I was very lucky to to be on the receiving end of those. You feel like this is the last piece of the game? That extra bit of belief, I guess, it comes from winning. Yeah, I mean, I probably need a few days to think about it. I, I guess, but you know, it's. Felt like it's been really close. It, you know, it's I guess almost relief now that it's it's happened, and um, you know, nice to have it happen the way it did. Um, you know, I'm sure it might be different coming down the stretch in a straight play tournament trying to win with. Um, you know, I think match play gives you a little bit more freedom. You know, a bad hole doesn't only cost you a hole, rather than you know could cost you two or three shots and, and put you out of the tournament. But um, certainly will free things up for the rest of the year. Can can go on feeling confident and you know, no, I you know if I play well, I can. I feel like I can compete with anyone in the world and I think that's a pretty dangerous place to be. What about going home for the 100th New Zealand Open as a European Tour winner? You know, will that be an extra special week now? Yeah, it will be. Um, we've got Steve Williams on the bag that week as well, so um, yeah, I'm sure it probably adds a little bit of pressure on to next week, but or a couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I, 
I always love going down to Queenstown. It's one of my one of my favourite places in the world, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll be giving it my best, and and would love to get my name on another trophy. If not, um, it'd be nice to have a Kiwi, another Kiwi, win the hundredth New Zealand Open. There's no guarantees this tournament will go ahead next year. What have you made of the tournament and also the format that's played here? Look, I love, first of all, I love coming to Perth. I love this golf course. I've played here a lot, and it's, um, you know, hands down one of my favourite golf courses in the world. And um, I think they've got it right. They, you know, there's a couple of little tweaks you could potentially make to the match play, but, you know, it's it's something completely different. Golf's got 600 and something stroke play events a year. Um, it's it's good having a point of difference. And, you know, you look at even last week with the ladies, even though it's a stroke play tournament, it's still a point of difference. And there was a lot of interest generated in the tournament because of that. And I think there's a lot of interest in this tournament because of the format. And um, it's great for the crowds. It's, it's great for us. You know, it's short, sharp matches. It's It should be quite exciting. And, you know, I, I really hope the tournament carries on not, and that's I'd be saying that even if I wasn't sitting here with you guys I, I think it's a great concept and um, you know golf doesn't need a hundred events like this a year but it's certainly nice to have a point of difference and and you know a format that, that we all enjoy playing we really enjoy it we you know everyone enjoys the format I think the playoff on Saturday is a great idea you know it keeps everyone entertained on, on Saturday afternoon um, you know I was on the receiving end of missing out in that playoff a couple of years ago and it, and it hurt a lot and you don't get that too much on a, on a Saturday normally and I think you know it's it's a fantastic format and as I said it, I hope it goes forward Do you think Perth deserves I think it does I mean this is you know, so talking to talking to Paul is one of my good mates he's never been down here and he thinks this golf course is fantastic and um, you know I know a lot of people share that opinion and um, you know you generally get some decent weather here and um, you know the doctor comes in and makes golf can make golf pretty tough and the crowds are fantastic I think Perth does deserve world-class golf and um, you know I've enjoyed coming here for the for the last eight years as it lives something like that Mm -hmm. from the the start of the international and um, you know hopefully get a chance to come back many more times. Is there any goals you sort of really set from here any opportunities that open up for you? Um, what are you thinking about? To be honest, I have no idea. But, you know, I guess um, probably going to help the world ranking. It's going to get closer to the top 50, and that's where we we all strive to be there. You get in the majors, the WGC. So, you know, I guess that's that was a goal at the start of the year, and it's it's a goal should be a fair bit closer now. And, um, I, yeah, I don't know what the goals will be going forward. I'm, I've got a New Zealand Open, and then you know I've got a few weeks off around it. I am getting married, so I might I might not have a chance to think things over too much that week. But you know, I'm sure in the next few weeks I'll get a chance to sit down and, and sort of you know re just rethink everything and, and and set the goals for the rest of the year. I'm flying home tonight. I, I was planning on going fishing tomorrow, so um, that's going to have to wait till Tuesday. But that's that's no problem. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be having having a glass of red tonight and um, you know, look forward to to celebrating with friends and family when I get home. I've got a, also got a stag do coming up which might get a little bit looser after what just happened because <laughs> I might not see the boys before then. Um, so yeah, that's, there's, there'll be some celebrations going on in the next few weeks and um, you know, thankfully don't have a whole lot of golf to play other than New Zealand Open. So Ryan Fox obviously there chatting about his, his win 
Um, he's been one of those guys who's been on the radar who we thought may actually have won on the European Tour before that. He hits the ball a long way. Very good golfer. course, great sporting pedigree as well. His father played rugby union oh, for, um, for the All Blacks. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a good story. And he seems to be one of those positive positive story we've, we've spoken quite it feels like we've spoken about a lot of negative stuff so far so actually Ryan Fox going on there you know chatting about his win and his wedding and stuff like that I think that's a nice positive thing something a little bit different on tour as well there's no chat about slow play was there at no. Super 6 you know the the matches as you said the match for the final was over in four holes and maybe it is a bit harsh I mean I tell you tell you someone if you're ever in a match play event watch out for Otegu I know he's got an extraordinary record I think he's won two match play events and now he's finished runner up in another one yeah he won the Paul Laurie match play and the Belgian knockout yeah knowledge um, so uh, no I think you know good for, for two guys who perhaps we don't talk about every week and we won't talk about every week but uh, who are both very very decent golfers and um, will be um, people will be taking note of them for the future um, yeah, I'm a massive fan of Ryan Fox. If you go back on our podcast library, you'll see that Neil Tappen did a, a feature episode with him, so that's probably worth a listen. Yeah, he's kind of an adopted Brit now. He, Is he because he, he's won an event? We can now adopt. <laughs> no, no, no. He uh, he lives over here. Well, he's got, he obviously lives in New Zealand as well. But um, yeah, I think he said he owns a flat in Adelston, which is near near Fox Hills where he plays as well uh, so very much in the Surrey area where I grew up so mm. big fan of his uh, I didn't know he hadn't won a, P- uh, a European tour event before yeah he's, he's had a couple of very close I think he's had a couple of I'm yeah. sure if he's had a couple of seconds or he's had, definitely had a couple of top fives so uh, no, very decent golfer not, nice guy by the sounds hits of it hits it miles as well he does hit it an awfully long way yeah. if, um, if anyone watched any of it um, or have seen him on the range he, he's quite a very impressive ball striker and we're going to need some impressive ball strikers this weekend because it is the WG, first WGC of the year. It is, isn't it? Yeah, one of the best tournaments of the year. I, I would agree with that on a fantastic um, golf course. What's the name of the golf course, Elliot? Uh, it's Chapultepec Golf Club. I, I will leave you that. I'll leave you to uh, pronounce it every time now. It's uh, Mexico City. Um, it's got incredible views of Mexico City. It's at altitude, so yeah. the ball goes about 10 yards further or 10% further, whatever they say. Phil Mickelson, of course, won last year. Uh, that non-elite golfer, Elliot, I haven't forgotten about that. Uh, he beat Justin Thompson in a playoff. <laughs> uh, Tyrrell Hatton was third. Uh, and the, well, there's a statue written down here for me on our run through saying that Tyrrell Hatton has never had a three putt there in eight rounds yeah that's from the European tour um, well that, that's a stat and a half um, it's only the third ever WGC Mexico DJ won the first one in 2017 this week though we've got no world number one playing have we no Justin Rose no I don't know what he's doing actually he's just having a break is he yeah he's got the Florida swing coming up so he's probably just getting ready for that didn't play last week had decided to miss Mexico yeah, it sounds like he's just trying to... He's got a very rigid schedule ahead of the Masters. There's a massive three weeks coming up now. You've got the Honda Classic. Well, not massive, but then you've got the Arnold Palmer Invitational and the players. Yeah, so it, it is a, it's a very big yeah. big part of the of Honda the, Classic is a big tournament as well. People who do well in that, that swing usually have a very good year. So um, 
I mean, I, I we really like this golf course because it's, it's quite tight. There's brilliant there's trees it's everywhere. Really the as it, it's, the golfers are having to adapt because the yardages are all different to to usual weeks. Um, Mickelson played particularly well last year. His short game was really on point. Um, who do we think is going to do well this week? Before I I, I uh, reveal my betting tips, uh, John Rahm. Why John Rahm? You gave me a stat earlier. Thanks to Nosferatu on Twitter. He currently has a top ten streak of seven weeks in a row, which is or seven tournaments in a row, which is the longest streak in world golf at the moment. The second longest streak is. And also, three. he did quite well there uh, last year. I think. I think he had a top ten last year. You're looking blank. Yeah, I can't remember. I think what I do remember about last year mm-hmm. was Justin Thomas's hold wedge shot on the 72nd hole. Incredible. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. And I thought that was going to win in the tournament, but then Mickelson came back, didn't he? Tyrrell Hatton as well. He missed that putt on the last to miss out on the playoff. Yeah. Tyrrell Tyr- so Hatton, who is one of my, uh, my outside tips, uh, giving away my tips now, uh, he's played there twice. He's had a third and a tenth there, and I think it is one of those courses where a horse for the course, you know, someone who's got great course form, that's something to look out for because it is slightly different. There's going to be some people there who just don't play it very well, but there will be others who just seem to it just really will suit their game. And I think Hatton is one of those guys. So my betting tips. This week, are you excited about that? Yeah. Now um, I'm on, on. I'm on a streak of one, having picked the winner. Yep, you've right. gone for a certain long-haired Englishman who I also fancy. That wasn't one of the ones I was going to say, but we can talk about Tommy Fleetwood. Um, <laughs> this uh, was the tournament two years ago that really started his yeah, run. So he, he finished second here in 2017, and he finished 14th here last year. Um, do you know how many cuts he's missed in the last year? So since the last time they played in Mexico? Three? Once. He's missed Once. one wow. cut. And that was only a couple of weeks after that. So he's playing really, really good form. I think he's 14th in the world at the moment. Yeah, something like that. And so guess what his odds are? You probably already saw uh, them. I haven't seen them, but I'd probably go 35 to 1. Yes, you did see them. because they, they are exactly 35 to 1. And I had them written down on a bit of paper. Um, and I think 35 to 1 for someone who's 14th in the world has missed one cut in a year, has course form there as well. I think that's too long to, to ignore. And he's getting used to those new clubs. He's used them for three tournaments now. He's going to come back to a happy hunting ground and this could be where it all clicks. Yeah. So, oh, you sound like you're agreeing with my no, I really am. Oh, well, there you go. So Flea was one. And then the other one I've gone for is DeChambeau. Not Tiger. No, not Tiger. Not Tiger. Do you not see how well he played last week? I did, yes, yes. DeChambeau, because... The reason why I've tipped DeChambeau is because... We've used the phrase air density an awful lot this year oh, right. because he keeps going on about it and everyone starts laughing about him trying to calculate the air density amongst a hundred other things before he hits every shot. Now, the air density and where they're playing is actually different to where they usually play. And if someone's going to be able to work that out and use it to their advantage, then is going to be the man. Now, like he hasn't played there before. So that does obviously count against him. But he's not playing playing badly, has he? He's won five times in the last year, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, DeChambeau, he's quite a short odds. He's 16 to 1, but no doubt because he's won five times so regularly, uh, so recently. So, um, 
Yeah, DeChambeau and Fleetwood are the ones I'm going to mention. We have also also mentioned Hatton as well. But I have two other picks as well. Oh, you've gone for five. Uh, I've gone for five as, as it's a what double. Are, what are the longest odds you've gone for? Uh, there is a, a, a hundred to one shot there. Ooh. So um, if you want to see what they are, do Google golf betting tips and click on our story, which will inevitably appear at the top of your search rank, ranking, hopefully. Um, <laughs> near the top. Near the top. Yeah, but it's usually at the top. So, um, no, do check it out, and hopefully we'll make it two in as many weeks for the Betting Tips winners. Other PJ Tour news, or other world golf news, Steve Stricker, he's expected to be named Ryder Cup captain uh, tomorrow. Yes? You're, you're yes. looking very bad um, at me there. The Wisconsin native is going to captain his side, it is reported, uh, at Whistling Straits yeah. next year. And this has been tipped for a long time, and we think it's going to be confirmed tomorrow. Yeah, other names could be Mickelson, Woods, or Couples, but it's probably going to be Stricker. Yeah, I can't. I think. In his home. I don't think. State be, as well. Uh, well, no, I think it's going to be Stricker. Yeah. Know, there's, there's, all, there's been quite a lot of chatter about it as well. Also, um, I don't think Mickelson or Woods should be picked as Ryder Cup captain. They've both won in the last. They both won big tournaments in the last. Yeah, months, I know. Just so. um, Freddie, Freddie Couples is the one, but for whatever reason, he keeps being overlooked at the moment. So that made me think: Steve Stricker is one of the best players over fifty to have never won a major. So okay, go on. Other where's players, this going? Go on. Other players over fifty who have never won a major. Some of the names: Colin Montgomery, of course. Yes. Are you just gonna if, if you've got to name every person who's. Aged over fifty, who's not won a major? You're going to be here forever. I've got eight, and I've mentioned two You've already. Got eight. So I've got six left. Okay, including Stricker, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez, mm-hmm. never won a major. Eamon Darcy, Sam Torrance, Chris DeMarco, Rocco Mediat, and Paul McGinley. I I I think that that list suddenly went downhill for me. <laughs> it was very. You top. just name you just name people who are who were quite good at golf who are now aged over fifty and never won a major. Yeah. There's a lot of people we could talk about that, though, couldn't we? Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's surprising that Stricker's never won a major. And Monty... Stricker, Stricker I think... What do you have? A, he must have had a second-place finish somewhere. Must have done. Jimenez finished second when Tiger won the US Open at Pebble. Monty, obviously, lots of near misses. And then Chris DeMarco and Rocco Media, both pipped by Tiger Chris Woods. Chris DeMarco had his moments, didn't he? But yeah. he was... But really, uh, uh, he's very good at Augusta, wasn't he? And then he just could never go over the line. And Tiger's obviously Tiger's chipping, the famous chipping, thwarted DeMarco. And Mediate, I'll be honest with you, it's a bit of a weird pick. He had, he had one good, very good US Open, and he just and Tiger was just un- unplayable, wasn't he? He had one leg. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He had two legs. Everyone says he had one leg. He had two legs. One of them was a bit hurt. Yeah, he had one working leg. One working leg. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's still enough to beat Rock Immediate. But really, Rock Immediate went toe to toe with the prime Tiger Woods for, I think they played 91 holes or something like that. So that just shows you how good he was when he was on form. For one week. Rock, well, they won Rock six PJ Tour titles. They had a very good tournament, but I think you're saying one of the best players never to win a major age of 50. I think it's pushing it. <laughs> yes. And that's, and of course. For Paul McGinley, I mean, Paul McGinley, Ryder Cup legend. I don't know, what was his best ever finish in a major? 
I don't know. I These don't know, are just names. It's a very odd pick there. Sam Torrance, similar. Sam Torrance is a, was a great player. Oh, I think you've got. I think you've got Ryder Cup. Yeah, yeah. Shade, uh, From tinted, a European point. glasses on, to be honest with you. Uh, Amy yeah. Darcy as well, great player. Yeah, another good player. Um, he played well at that. Should we move Cup on? Yes, I think so. I think so. But if anyone else thinks of any other players aged over fifty who should have won a major, perhaps email in to uh, to Elliot and let him know. Yeah, uh, tweet me at Heathgolf. Yes, there you go, and he'll be sure not to apply. Um, <laughs> and then probably the other big news of the PJ Tour, but the, the massive news. This is the thing that we should have led with, really. Isn't yeah, it? it's monumental. Um, that they are now to la- now allowed to practice, play sorry, play practice rounds whilst wearing shorts. Um, any comment on that? <laughs> no, not really. No, no, no I, 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 some people thought this was really big news, but I could not care less. Yeah, I did see a picture of Phil Mickelson's calves, which went viral. Clearly well, doesn't skip leg day. Indeed. Um, Professional athletes. Yeah, not really much to say about it, is there? No, no, no. I mean, people seem to be very excited about it. If they're playing tournaments in shorts, then maybe that might be more interesting. But practice rounds, programs, good luck to them. If it's hot, wear some shorts. Uh, Right, we're going to move on to the quiz. After last week's incredible drumming, 10 points to 7, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, We've got another quiz. Sam has provided another quiz. He said he's... WGC focused, didn't he? Five for WGC, I think. Oh, we'll find so, out in a minute. Uh, so, what's the score at the moment? Four one. Four two. Okay. See, that, that's Sorry. outrageous. That is outrageous. That you've actually tried to outdo me there. Four two. So, big chance to chance to get the get do, the gap down to one. Do you know, I got so used to winning that when I lost, I started to worry about: Am I ever going to win again? It's like when you miss a, a two or three foot foot putt, and you're like, Oh no, I, I'm never going to. Hold a short one again. Just, just so you're, you're never going to win again. There you go. I mean, well, I'm in your head. Well, we're still going to find out, aren't we? You were away for four days, so I think I've, I've got, got this. I've got, <laughs> indeed. Right. So, question one: Tiger Woods has named three assistants for the President's Cup last week. Name all three. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, oh man, I don't know if I've got this or not. I'm going to have to guess on one of them. I think. I did see that story, but I can't remember who they were. No, uh, question two. JB Holmes chased down Justin Thomas to win the Genesis Open over the weekend. Which state are they both from? I think I know this. Is that a state? I think it is. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Right. I think you, you'll get that as well. I think, well, I've written down a state. Yeah. Uh, question three. Pro Ben Darmond. Made headlines on the web.com tour recently. Why? I think I know who that is as well. I know that one. I think I'm surprised that you know that one. Didn't you write a story about it? Yes. Yes, that's why I know about it. I th- well, I, I, ah. do you know what? I assume that's because I don't actually know that's his name, but I know something happened on the web.com tour to a player recently, which was quite bad. <laughs> you're not giving me anything away uh, Ryan Fox won his maiden European Tour title at the ISPS Hander World Super 6 Perth by what margin did he beat Adrian Otegu in the final we've I mentioned that. that already we've already mentioned it and I, already, and I knew it I woke up on Sunday morning it's the first thing I looked at and he just finished uh, what sport did Ryan's father Grant play at International oh come on Sam that's an easy one 
Uh, uh, oh, here you go. We've got a little, little note here. Oh, a little, little note, note from Sam. To celebrate first WGC of the year, the next five questions will be focusing on WGCs. Oh, thanks for the note, Sam. Question six: In what year was the first WGC event? I think I know that. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I do. Question seven: How many individual WGCs has Tiger won? I know that as well. I know that one. Oh, I think this is going to be close. <laughs> I don't think I'm winning. Uh, what are the four WGC trophies named after? Oh. Um, uh, is this a point for each one? It says, what are the four WGC trophies named after? Not what their names are. Although... If you know their names, then you should be able to to find work out what links them. I think well, I know what I definitely know what one of them's named after because I was looking at it this week. Um, question nine: Who is the only player to have won all four current WGCs? I am going to have to guess at that, but I have an inkling. And question ten: Which of these players has won the most WGCs? Are you ready? Yep. Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, Vijay Singh, Ernie Els, Phil Mickelson. Which, so which of these players has won the most WGCs? McIlroy, Day, Singh, Els, Mickelson. I'm going to have to have a complete wow. guess here. They were tough. I'm still a little bit stuck on that trophy one. Yeah, I've written something down, but I don't know whether it's... It seems a bit generic. I've written the theme down and I've written the name of three of the trophies. Okay. I can't think of the fourth. Okay. Right. Right. Should we get the answers? So, question yeah. one. Tiger was named... Oh, is- no, sorry. I'm just, I'm just going to write something else down. Okay. Cheating, are we? Uh, Tiger was named his three assistants for the President's Cup last week. Name all three. I put Stricker, Zach Johnson and Fury. Oh, I went for Stricker, <sighs> DL3 and Fred Couples. A point for each. What were the answers? So you put me off by saying DL3. It was Couples, Johnson and Stricker. So I got two. I got two as well. Okay, so should we just... Point for each. Should we just... Yeah, let's just give give ourselves two points each. Uh, Question two. Yes, I got it right. JB Holmes chased down Justin Thomas to win the Genesis Open over the weekend. What state are they both from? I said Kentucky. Yeah, me too. Big fan of chicken from that area, aren't you? Indeed. <laughs> Cheeky. Uh, Pro Ben Darmond made headlines on the web.com tour recently. Why? Because he took an amazing amount of shots. 17 shots? 17 there? shots, 17? yeah. 17? a 17 on one hole. Get in there. On the second hole of the tournament. I would not have got that unless you'd messaged me the other day. Um... Question for Ryan Fox won his maiden European Tour title at the ISBS Hander World Super Six Perth. By what margin did he beat Adrian Tate in the final? Three, Three and two. two. Three and two. I've got it written there. Yeah. Question five. Uh, what sport did Ryan's father Grant play at international level with huge success at rugby union? As we've already mentioned. Now, here we go. WGCs. In what year was the first WGC event? I haven't looked at what the answer is. 1996. 1999. The answer is... 1999. Oh, I I just, well played. I just remember it just being before the, the uh, 
turn of the century. Uh, how many individual WGCs has Tiger won? 18. 18, I think it is, isn't it? Because it's the same number as... Yes, it's the same number as Majors as Nicholas okay. as won. Uh, well, hopefully I can get you on this one. Well, here we go. Question eight. What are the four WGC trophies named after? I put great players. Oh, I'm not sure I can give you that. I've written legends and I've also written the four trophies. Gary Player, June Sarazen, Ben Hogan and Walter Hagen. So great players then? What are they? What's the answer? Pa- uh, past legends of golf. Hagen, Player, Sarazen, Morris. I've got Hagen, Player... Saracen, and I've even written down the word legends, yeah. which is in the answer. I think we both got that right, haven't we? Yeah, well, but because I haven't used the word legends, and also I also should... they're not legends; they're real people. Legends are things which are mystical. But I've written three been... of the trophies down successfully. That was not the the que- that was not the question. The question was, what are the four WGC trophies <laughs> named after? What was the answer again? Past legends of golf. Okay, all right. And also, past legends of golf means sounds like they're all dead. Gary Player's not dead. No, he's not. I'm giving myself a point. Great players. Come right. on, that is great players. One of them's Gary Player. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely, that's definitely a point. All right, a point each. Even though I did name three of the trophies successfully. Yes, which wasn't the question. Okay. Okay. Who is the only player to have won all four current WGCs? Dustin Johnson. DJ. Oh, it must oh. be DJ. Yes, it is DJ. You better not have written McElroy on the final answer. Oh, well, here we go. I've seen what the answer is. Which of these players have won the most WGCs? I put VJ Singh. I put Rory McElroy. The answer is Phil Mickelson oh. with three. So, uh, oh, we didn't give a tally. So, hang on a minute. Two, three, four. I think you've won. I got nine out of ten. I got- no, you've got nine out of possible 12. Yeah. I got 10 out of possible 12. <laughs> Come on, two in a row. So it's 4-3. I'm very happy about that. You're, you're, what was the one that you mucked up on? The date. Yeah. WGC again, game. I've got to criticise Sam there. It's a, <laughs> the quiz was too easy. Oh, he's not going to like that. No, no it's perfect. There are I've, too many questions that we need to I've got 10 two weeks in a row. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, fair, play. fair play. Anyway, better luck next year. Uh, better luck next week, uh, Elliot. Um, thanks uh, to everyone who's listened. Please do subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes if you listen to iTunes. Uh, we're also most podcast providers, including Spotify and Acast. Remember to follow us on Facebook at Golf Monthly Magazine, Twitter at Golf Monthly, Instagram at Golf Monthly, the Golf Monthly YouTube, and also the Golf Monthly website, golf-monthly.co.uk. Next week, we'll be back to go over who won the WGC Mexico. And we'll also be previewing the Honda Classic on the PGA Tour and the Oman Open on the European Tour. Something to really look out for there. Big week on the European Tour coming up. Uh, Until then, Elliot, it's been lovely chatting as ever. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, well done in the quiz. He's desperately 4-3 now, is it? Yep, he's desperately (laughs) gutted, but never mind. And thanks to everyone who's listened. We'll speak again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.